0: Ci vediamo alla masterclass. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At blue you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door.
1: Ciao a tutti e bentornati a un nuovo episodio del nostro Coffee Break magazine. Io sono Francesca. E
0: io sono Mark. We are delighted to be back with another episode of the magazine. And uh, this is the show in which we are helping you continue to study Italian, maintain your level of Italian. And of course, in every episode, increase that a little bit more with some new vocabulary, some new grammar and one or two idiomatic expressions.
1: Esatto, Mark. Eh, devo dire che siamo molto contenti di aver ricevuto così tanti commenti eh, incoraggianti eh, che sì ci hanno fatto molto piacere esatto. siamo felici che questo nostro nuovo formato sia piaciuto
0: esatto e grazie molte a tutti sì,
1: sì, sì. thank you
0: all very much for the comments that you've you've sent us uh, we are delighted that you are enjoying the magazine and that it's something a little bit different uh, we didn't feel that we were ready immediately to go ahead with season three of the the coffee break Italian normal podcasts, if you like so that's why we felt that this magazine format would give us the chance to to increase the range vocabulary and take that breadth of vocabulary with us f- as we move forward.
1: Sì, è vero. Poi eh, di solito i nostri ascoltatori sono contenti di scoprire cose... sull'Italia. Perché così a volte tendiamo a semplificare un po' e pensiamo che l'Italia sia solo pizza, vacanze, canzoni, ma noi vogliamo andare oltre gli soliti stereotipi. Stereotipi. Sì, sì. Sì, sì, vogliamo raccontare l'Italia. Mm, un po' meno conosciuta.
0: Esatto. Uh, talking of that, what uh, areas we've we've covered some areas so far. We've talked about uh, the Bocca della Verità, which is sì. obviously quite conosciuta. Sì, <laughs> sì, sì, sì. Last time we looked at il Gargano, which sì. is definitely not the perhaps the most common region of of Italy where uh-huh. people think of beach holidays and so on, um but I'd certainly be I've been been looking into it.
1: Okay, I'm bravo, hai fatto i compiti. Ho <laughs> no,
0: fatto i compiti, esatto. Uh, <laughs> (laughs) Allora, cosa hai per per noi oggi?
1: Ok, allora, eh, ti spiego. La settimana scorsa all'università dove lavoro ho parlato delle minoranze linguistiche in Italia. Mm,
0: Molto interessante. Sì,
1: e così ho avuto l'ispirazione per il podcast di oggi. Ok. E. Oggi vi parlerò della comunità valser.
0: Valser sì. non ho mai sentito questo nome. Mi sembra mi sembra un po' tedesco.
1: Eh sì, no, non ti sbagli. Eh, adesso ti racconterò e eh, anche agli ascoltatori perché ti sembra un po' tedesco questo nome.
0: Ok, va bene. Allora ascoltiamo la, pre- la presentazione di Francesca.
1: Come ho preannunciato prima, oggi vi parlerò della comunità valser. È vero, eh, questo nome sembra un po' tedesco, ma non preoccupatevi, eh, questo non è Coffee Break German. (ride) Ma chi sono questi Walser? I Walser sono una popolazione di origine germanica che abita nella zona del Monte Rosa da centinaia di anni, addirittura dall'VIII secolo d.C. Se la geografia non è il vostro forte, posso dirvi che ci troviamo nel territorio compreso tra il Piemonte e la Valle d'Aosta, nel nord-ovest d'Italia, molto lontano dal Gargano di cui abbiamo parlato nel podcast scorso. La storia dei walser ci permette di capire che l'emigrazione è un fenomeno antichissimo. Infatti, i walser hanno lasciato le loro case nell'Alto Vallese, in Svizzera, per cercare nuove terre da coltivare, un clima più mite e anche maggiore libertà. Come sempre non abbiamo tempo per descrivere tutte le meraviglie di questo popolo così speciale ed attento a proteggere la propria cultura, ma alcune cose vanno comunque ricordate. I Walser parlano una lingua chiamata Tic, simile al tedesco della Svizzera. Ovviamente conoscono l'italiano, ma vogliono tutelare la loro identità linguistica E proprio per questo la loro lingua è considerata una delle dodici lingue minoritarie italiane. Se visitate paesi come Gressonei, Alagna o Macugnaga potrete ancora sentire il suono di questa affascinante lingua mentre passeggiate tra le tradizionali case in legno e pietra tipiche dell'architettura valser. E non dimenticate di provare i pompernosselne, deliziosi dolci fritti con l'aggiunta di grappa. Ecco, è tutto per il podcast di oggi. Spero che questo breve viaggio nel fantastico mondo dei walser vi sia piaciuto. E chissà, forse può essere un'idea per la vostra prossima vacanza culturale.
0: La prossima vacanza culturale è molto interessante, ma comunque... Can we just go back to that delizioso dolce <laughs> fritto? Dog. How did you pronounce it?
1: I don't know <laughs> if I'm right in pronouncing the way I am. Pompernosse... <laughs> uh, I,
0: I think it sounds quite amazing and I like the fact that it's a junta di grappa. La
1: grappa, sì. Mm.
0: We'll come back to that as we go through this text because, as usual, we're going to go through the text in, in greater detail now. And Francesca will read the, the Italian and I'll help to explain the English. And, of course, Francesca can give us some further examples of these interesting words and phrases that have come up, including that fabulous name of the the delicious fried delicacy.
1: See, maybe we have some uh, walser among our listeners. Maybe we do, yes. (laughs) So (laughs) if you can get in touch and let us know the right pronunciation, it would be very interesting.
0: Absolutely. And I think also what we should do is is perhaps, I'm, I'm sure with linguistic minorities, there are very often very active people online, so communities online, whether it be Facebook groups or YouTube channels or so on. So I think we should certainly share uh, this episode with, with those groups. Sì,
1: sì, Hopefully sì. We can
0: share some cultural ideas.
1: Sarebbe bellissimo, sì.
0: Let's go back through the text.
1: Okay. Allora, e come ho preannunciato prima?
0: So as I literally pre-announced before, kind of anticipated. Sì. Okay.
1: Oggi vi parlerò della comunità Valser. So
0: we've got a future tense here and also that vi that we've heard before. Because Francesca in each of these episodes is talking to all of us as the listeners, she's using vi. If she was just talking to me, then she would say ti parlerò.
1: Sì. To you
0: I, I speak. But vi is to all of you. Sì. So vi parlerò della comunità Valser. I will speak to you about the Valser community.
1: È vero, questo nome sembra un po' tedesco.
0: It's true, this name seems a little German.
1: Ma non preoccupatevi, questo non è Coffee Break German.
0: But don't worry, this isn't Coffee Break German, so you're you're still listening to the correct podcast. Si. <laughs> this is Coffee Break Italian. But let's go back to that, ma non preoccupatevi. Okay. Francesca, how would you tell one person, don't worry?
1: Non preoccuparti.
0: So you're using the infinitive and then you're adding on the reflexive pronoun. Si. Literally, don't worry yourself. Sì. Si. However, here we're talking about vi, the voi form, the sì. second person plural. So in that case, we don't use the infinitive, we use the conjugated verb sì. with the uh, Reflexi reflexive pronoun. pronoun on the end. Esatto. Non preoccupatevi. Sì.
1: Good. This non è Coffee Break German. <laughs> it, it's not Coffee Break German. Uh-huh. Ma chi sono
0: But who are these walser?
1: I walser sono una popolazione di origine germanica.
0: So the Walser are a, a population of Germanic origin.
1: Che abita nella zona del Monte Rosa.
0: So they they live in the Monte Rosa area.
1: E, da centinaia di anni.
0: For hundreds of years, they've been living there for hundreds of years. So we're using a present tense verb abita, but we're using a da which gives us a past in English. Si. So they have been living there for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm.
1: And it implies that they're still living there. They're still living, living there, there, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eh, addirittura secolo dopo Cristo.
0: So addirittura is one of those words that you add for extra emphasis. Si. So si. In, in fact, uh, from the 8th century AD or, or common era,
1: Se la geografia non è il vostro forte?
0: If geography isn't your forte? We can say forte sì. in English.
1: <laughs> posso dirvi che ci troviamo nel territorio compreso tra il Piemonte e la Valle d'Aosta.
0: Okay, so this is a little more complicated. I can say to you, I can tell you posso dirvi, there's that vi again, that we find ourselves nel territorio compreso tra il Piemonte e la Valle d'Aosta. Sì. So in the territory in between Mm -hmm. Piemonte and Valle d'Aosta. Sì.
1: Nel nord-ovest d'Italia.
0: So, in the northwest of Italy.
1: Molto lontano dal Gargano.
0: Very far from the Gargano.
1: Di cui abbiamo parlato nel podcast scorso.
0: About which we have spoken in the last podcast. So, di cui, that's a nice relative pronoun again, di cui, of which, or about which.
1: La storia dei walser ci permette di capire che l'emigrazione è un fenomeno antichissimo.
0: Okay, so the story or the history of the, the walser allows us, permits us, ci permette. Now there we've got ci. Mm-hmm. which is different from V. Si. V is to all of you, and si. C is to us. Yeah,
1: we include ourselves. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so, uh, la storia dei valser ci permette di capire, it allows us to understand, or it permits us to understand, che l'emigrazione, that emigration, è un fenomeno antichissimo. It's an, an, an ancient, a very ancient phenomenon. Mm-hmm.
1: Infatti i valser hanno lasciato le loro case nell'alto vallese in Svizzera.
0: So in, in fact the valser have left or they left their houses in the alto vallese in Switzerland
1: per cercare nuove terre da coltivare.
0: In order to find new ground to cultivate.
1: Un clima più mite.
0: A more mild climate.
1: Sì, e anche maggiore libertà.
0: And also more liberty, more freedom. It's interesting there because we've got two different types of comparative. We can form a comparative with more something, so more plus the mm-hmm. adjective. In this case, more mild.
1: Sì, più mite.
0: But we also have greater freedom, so there sì. is it's more with a noun. And in this case, it's...
1: Maggiore.
0: So, maggiore is the greater part. Um, could we have said più libertà?
1: Sì, più libertà, but there are some adjectives like uh, maggiore or uh, migliore, better, which sound uh, better in this, let's say, irregular Mm -hmm. form.
0: And I think possibly if we had made that più, it would have sounded a little less like a formal text.
1: Sì, esatto. Maybe more spoken. Sì, sì, esatto.
0: Good. Let's continue on.
1: Come sempre, non abbiamo tempo per descrivere tutte le meraviglie di questo popolo.
0: So, as ever, as, as usual, we don't have time to describe all the marvels of this population, of this people.
1: Mm-hmm. È così speciale.
0: So, a, a, this such a, a special people.
1: Ed attento a proteggere la propria cultura.
0: And again, another way to describe these people, they're very much attentive in protecting their own culture. So they're very much uh, keen to protect that culture, that very particular culture.
1: Ma alcune cose vanno comunque ricordate.
0: This is a lovely expression because we've got <laughs> vanno here from andare. So literally, but some things are going however to be remembered, or something like that. Si. But it's not quite that, is it?
1: No, andare in this context uh, means must be, have to. Mm-hmm. So there is the idea of a command of an order somehow.
0: Let's compare it to the the passive forms we looked at in the previous lesson. So, could we say here alcune cose vengono comunque ricordate? That would have a different meaning, wouldn't it?
1: Grammatically would be correct, but the meaning is, is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we say alcune cose vengono ricordate, it means that some things are, are remembered, remembered yep. but there is not the idea that there is an order of mm-hmm. remembering things. Uh, but so, here
0: where we're saying vanno ricordate, we're saying things ought to be remembered, sì. things should be taken sì. into into consideration.
1: Esatto. We can replace uh, vanno with uh, devono. devono. Alcune cose devono comunque essere ricordate.
0: So the, in that case we have to say devono essere sì. uh, but the vanno uh, encapsulates the devono essere. Sì, sì. Okay. Un, another phrase.
1: example is uh, va detto che it has to be said. Uh, ah, that. Uh, nice.
0: Va detto che. Okay. Good. Sì. This is what this is all about. It's about extending our language range and this is a wonderful way of doing so. Thank you, Francesca. Oh,
1: prego. (laughs) Okay,
0: let's continue to find out what these things are, these few things che che vanno comunque ricordate.
1: ricordate. Allora, i walser parlano una lingua chiamata Tic.
0: So the walser speak a language called Tic.
1: Simile al tedesco della Svizzera.
0: And this is similar to Swiss German.
1: Ovviamente conoscono l'italiano.
0: Obviously, they they know Italian.
1: Ma vogliono tutelare la loro identità linguistica.
0: But they want to to protect, tutelare. Sì, to
1: protect, to safeguard. To
0: safeguard their linguistic identity.
1: E proprio per questo.
0: And uh, exactly for this.
1: La loro lingua è considerata... Una delle dodici lingue minoritarie italiane.
0: So their language is considered one of the twelve minority languages of Italy. sì. <laughs> Now I have to admit something here. We actually paused the recording because we were getting so excited talking about these minority languages, as it's something that's very interesting for for both of us. Si. Um, so, Francesca, can you summarize our past ten minutes of discussion?
1: See, si, in Italian, in Italy, not just Italian is spoken, but there are like uh, other languages mm-hmm. which are uh, spoken among smaller or bigger communities, mm-hmm. like uh, Albanian, mm-hmm. uh, German, Greek, Slovenian. Yeah. Croatian, uh-huh. even Catalan. Yeah,
0: that's the one that, that <laughs> surprises me. I think there's a is it Al Alghero
1: Alghero, sì, in, in Sardinia, Sardinia sì, where sì. there
0: is a Catalan community. And all of these languages, perhaps, are, are national languages elsewhere or regional languages elsewhere. But there are also two or three languages I think you mentioned which are are more linked to dialects, perhaps older languages that are still spoken by some people.
1: See, there are languages like uh, il Ladino, for example.
0: And that's the the Ladino spoken in the north of Italy, as opposed to what is sometimes known as Judeo-Spanish, a a language spoken by Sephardic Jews. Mm -hmm. Um, This is Ladino-Italian version (laughs) um, spoken in the north of Italy.
1: e anche French.
0: Of course.
1: Il francese. E franco-provenzale. I'm not sure how to say it in English.
0: Uh, I've never said it in English, but franco-provenzale in French. Okay, (laughs) okay. Um, So that would be spoken not too far from where you live.
1: Eh, Esatto, sì. Il friulano.
0: Okay, so friulian. Um, I'm not... I suppose.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Occitano.
0: Occitano. So that's Occitan, uh, which is the kind of generic term for all of the languages spoken along, really from the Spanish border all the way to the Italian border and and into Italy. So things like Ligurian linked to to Nisart and uh, Provençal and not Franco-Provençal, but the other Provençal. I think we're kind of getting too into this because we're enjoying this and perhaps our listeners are thinking, yeah, can I... I know, it, I know. On I know. But, hey, one more language oh, because
1: yeah. we, I think we mentioned all of them. So, Il Sardo.
0: Ah, Il Sardo. So that's Sardinian from sì, the esatto. island of Sardegna.
1: Sì, una lingua veramente affascinante. Anzi, mm. saluto tutti gli amici sardi. Ayo,
0: ayo. <laughs> okay. Let's get back to our text.
1: Okay. E se visitate paesi come Grissonei, Alagna o Macunaga
0: if you visit uh, villages like Gresonet, Alagna or Macognaga,
1: bravissimo, potrete ancora sentire il suono
0: you will be able still to hear the sound
1: di questa lingua
0: of this fascinating language
1: passeggiate tra le case in legno e pietra.
0: Uh, while you're uh, wandering uh, between the traditional wooden and stone houses
1: tipiche dell'architettura valser.
0: So we're still talking about the houses that are typical of uh, the walser architecture.
1: E non dimenticate di provare i <laughs> <So> <laughs> <Aiuto>. don't,
0: <laughs> don't forget to try the pomper nosselnè.
1: Sì. <laughs> e deliziosi dolci fritti.
0: So these are delicious fried desserts.
1: Con l'aggiunta di grappa.
0: With the addition of a little bit of grappa. Sì, che uh, buona. A sort of uh, water of life type uh, spirit, a strong liquor, sì, very liqueur, strong. strong spirit.
1: Ecco, è tutto per il podcast di oggi.
0: There we go, that's all for today's podcast.
1: Spero che questo breve viaggio nel fantastico mondo dei Valser vi sia piaciuto.
0: So I hope that this uh, quick, this short, short. journey uh, in the fantastic world of the Valser Pleased you, vi sia piaciuto. So uh, a subjunctive in there based on the spero che. Spero che questo breve viaggio vi sia piaciuto. Pleased to you, was pleasing to you.
1: E chissà. And who knows. Forse può essere un'idea.
0: Perhaps it could be an idea.
1: Per la vostra prossima vacanza culturale.
0: For your next uh, cultural vacation. Sì. Now, if you would like to get more out of the Coffee Break Italian magazine, then you may be interested in signing up for the full course over at the Coffee Break Academy. For each episode of the magazine, we also provide a transcript with lesson notes, vocabulary lists, and exercises to help you get the most out of this course. Head over to coffeebreakacademy.com for more information. Welcome back. We hope you enjoyed learning about iWalser. And we're sticking to uh, the, the topic of language today with our phone-in question because we've got a, another question from another listener. Now, if you would like to uh, to contact us and ask your question, then you can do so by going to coffeebreakquestions.com. But let's focus on today's question, and that's coming from Barbara. Over to you, Barbara. Ciao. I'm Barbara from Idaho in the USA. I'm in year two of Coffee Break Italian. One question I have concerns formal and informal structures. I understand the situations in which they are used, but I'm not confident with the words within the verb conjugations. Do we usually practice informal in our lessons? I recall occasions of hearing Lei and Louis and Marco or Francesca cueing us to respond either formally or informally, but perhaps I need more review. When I do meet an Italian speaker, I don't want to offend her or him. Grazie mille for the Academy's work. Thank you, Barbara, for your question. Okay, Francesca, this is a tricky subject.
1: It is. I know at times it can be a bit confusing.
0: And I think for some learners, uh, well, for, for, for many learners, the grammatical part isn't too complicated in the sense that we, we know which parts of the verb we choose, uh, we know which uh, pronouns to use, it's the, the sort of emotional part, the, sí. f- the, 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 the social part of making the decision between "to" or "lay." Let's run through very quickly what those two forms are. So if we're talking in the informal, then you would be. Tu. Of course. So if I uh, if I was with a group of friends and I wasn't quite sure which one was Mario, I wanted to ask, "Are you Mario?" I would say
1: to say Mario.
0: Okay, but of course, if we're looking at the formal u form, then we'd be looking at lei. And so in the same scenario, uh, perhaps we're at a business meeting and I'm not quite sure which one is uh, Mario Benvenuti. Yeah. Okay, so how would I say, are are you Mr. Mario Benvenuti?
1: Lei è il signor Mario Benvenuti.
0: So they were using not the to say, but lei è. Si. And it's the third person singular of the verb, the same one for he or she and of course the word lay means she originally mm-hmm. but it's been borrowed as as you said sí. uh, for the the u formal but it's the the, the the difficulty i think is making that decision as to when in a relationship do you start using the lay form or the two form from the lay form.
1: Sí, vero. It's not always clear. I mean, there are some rules. If you are among friends or family members or children, you would obviously use the, the two form. And if you are in a formal situation, like with a business partner or at work, uh, university, then you would tend to use the formal way of speaking. But at, time, at times it can be a bit like a borderline. Mm-hmm. So people actually agree on the level of formality. They're going to use. And there are some uh, um, sentences, uh, phrases yeah. I, can, uh, I can tell you.
0: That sounds good. Okay.
1: Okay. So, for example, you could say, posso darti del tu?
0: So, can I literally give you some of the tu? see <laughs> <laughs> That's already quite a decision because you've decided, okay, I'm going to use two, so I'm going to ask, um, would you ever say, uh, posso darle del tu?
1: Si, 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 si. So
0: you're you're using using the formal form you there,
1: could, uh,
0: but if you see "posso darti del tu," you've already kind of made that you
1: are that, uh, uh-huh. decision si, that si. Okay, you could use both "posso darle" and you're still speaking in a formal way "del tu" uh-huh. or "posso darti," and you have already made that step mm-hmm. towards uh, uh, informality. So,
0: in that decision. Uh in, in that situation there, you're you're suggesting can I call you two and by return I expect you to call me two?
1: Uh normally yes, but it could also be that the other person would rather stick to the formal way of speaking. So when you ask
0: that question, do you sometimes get no?
1: Uh no. I mean you already have a feeling that <laughs> yeah. that's the right thing to do. So okay. uh, but you still want to be polite and make sure that it's okay.
0: So what are some other phrases that we could use?
1: You could encourage the other person to switch to the informal way of speaking by saying Diamoci del tu. Oh,
0: so let's call each other tu. Sì.
1: Si. Okay. Or um, it happens to me, like at times, my students, uh, my students, especially when they come from Italy, mm-hmm. uh, they use the lei form right. with me, and here in the UK we tend to be more informal. So I would say, Oh non darmi the lei."
0: So don't don't call me lei. Uh-huh. Um, is there a sense that that makes you feel a little? Yes. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> I think the word I was going to use was old. Yes. <laughs> so you want to feel a little younger, and therefore you say definitely yeah, si. delay. Del
1: Unfortunately, the lay form is an indicator of your age, <laughs> or or experience and wisdom. wisdom. <laughs> yeah. <all that. laughs> okay. And uh, one more, see, si, uh, da del too. Yeah, like so talk to me using to me the speak. formal, uh, informal way of speaking. Si. Yeah.
0: I do think one of the the things that I find difficult about the the formal and informal forms is that it varies from language to language, obviously in in English um, we only have one you these days at least in in, in standard English True. in certain parts of the English speaking world thou is used i think i, I think <laughs> um, but uh, when it comes to other languages so for for example in French, I think people go further with vous Uh, than they perhaps would do in some parts of Italy with with lei. And I think it's the opposite in in Spanish. Certainly in Spain, tú is used much, much more commonly now than usted. Um, And I guess the same... Although in Germany is different again, it's it's fascinating.
1: It is. c si, si, si.
0: We've been having a bit of a a, a language loving at this. In this we episode, love
1: it, so we can help it. Talking
0: about dialects and talking about this kind of sociolinguistic side of things, si. where we're looking at register and. And I guess I suppose we should just be thankful that we're learning uh, Italian, which has only two forms, whereas other languages have many more forms. Sì, è vero. (laughs) OK, thank you, Barbara, again for your question. And we shall move on to our final segment now of the show. Va bene. Okay, in this episode, we've been talking about using tu or lay and all the social elements that go with that. And we've also been looking at a very interesting topic, the topic of the walser, uh, yeah. a linguistic and, and, and social community, um, a minority in, in Italy.
1: Sì, sono davvero interessanti secondo me i Mm valser. e devo dire che hanno fatto tantissimo per rifarsi una vita in un nuovo paese e per tutelare il loro patrimonio linguistico e culturale.
0: To to support, to protect that, to safeguard was the word you were using for tutelare, to safeguard that linguistic and cultural heritage patrimonio.
1: Esatto. Eh, In italiano diremmo che i valser. Non sono stati con le mani in mano. That's
0: brilliant. Okay, so uh, you say Diremmo uh, conditional tense there we would say that the Valsar non sono stati con le mani in mano. So literally they have not been with the hands. In hand,
1: uh-huh.
0: okay. Can sì. you explain?
1: Sí, sì, stare con le mani in mano significa non fare niente, praticamente non essere attivi. So okay. basically, you're using your hands to put them in your hands, yeah. ok.
0: So, in that situation, what we are seeing is, is a positive thing. They've been very active about, sì. about protecting their own uh, their own culture.
1: Sí, sì, perché i valzer non stanno mai con le mani in mano.
0: Capito, che bella espressione Francesca, grazie. Ah,
1: prego, figurati. E
0: tu non sei stata con le mani in mano? Eh,
1: no, ho lavorato un pochino per fare la mia ricerca, ma nemmeno i nostri ascoltatori sono stati con le mani in mano, visto che eh, continuano a inviarci messaggi e anche continuano a studiare per migliorarsi sempre di più.
0: Esatto, everyone's been working hard... eh... Forse potremmo dire anche che qui a Coffee Break nessuno sta con le mani in mano. È
1: vero, è vero.
0: (laughs) Allora, è tutto per oggi. Thank you once again for tuning in to this episode of the Coffee Break Italian magazine. We hope you're continuing to enjoy this. Let us know what you think. You can, of course, post a comment on the website. You can let us know with a a review on iTunes or a a recommendation on Facebook or whatever. You can find us, of course, at coffeebreakitalian.com and if you'd like the transcript for this episode, then you can find that too at coffeebreakitalianplus.com. Everything is there. But that's it for today. È tutto per oggi?
1: Sì, è tutto. Alla prossima, allora.
0: Grazie. Ciao. Ciao. You have been listening to a production of the Coffee Break Academy for the Radio Lingua Network, Copyright 2019, Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2019, Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50